Listen. Hey, everybody, this is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. Stress, everybody's got it. Everybody feels it. The question is, what do you do with it? How can you get it handled so you can be your best, do your best, and most importantly, feel your best in all areas of your life? Well, that's what we're all about here at Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. I'm your host, Bryn Griffiths, alongside registered psychologist, Dr. Gans Ferentz. Are you going to say it or am I... Hey, hang on a second. I'm waiting for you now. Okay. How you doing today? I'm, I'm doing well. <laughs> the last time I asked first, I threw you off, and now you're waiting for me to ask this. Yeah. I'm doing well. How you doing, Brent? I'm doing fine, thank you. Uh, I like asking That's everybody awesome. that. How are you doing today? Because, you know, sometimes, too. sometimes they'll actually tell you. Sometimes yeah, they'll yeah. fake yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm fine with faking it, and I'm fine with them telling me they're struggling some days because we can, uh, yeah. we can deal with it. Okay. Well, it's real then, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a conversation starter. Uh, today's That's topic, right. and this is a good one, talking tough stuff with kids. Yeah, yeah. Where do mm-hmm. we start on this one? And, and, <laughs> and, and before we do it, what's the parameter for you for kids? Well, okay, so listen, I would say anybody under the age of like 17. Okay. Right? Like so, like 18 even. Right. Because it's not, I mean, fine. They're not kids. They're teens and you know, they can drive and they got jobs and whatever in most cases. Right. But, but their brain's not fully developed yet either. Right. I mean, you really, we're, we're not really kind of locked into where we're about 24, 25. So, so, you know, uh, a teenager still needs to have these conversations as much as the, you know, the kindergartner and the elementary school and junior high student does as well. So, yeah, so that's my parameter. And, and uh, you know, tough stuff can be anything from, you know, what you see in the news or, uh, you know, something like the pandemic. Or you can even be just like, you know, talking to your kids about drugs or sex or, you know, having the talk, you know, with them. You know, so any, th- th- that's what we're talking about today. I find the interesting conversations tend to come up when you're driving somewhere. Mm-hmm. But it also comes up when you're watching television. A few weeks ago when in the U.S., there were some protesters or a mob, as some people were calling it, had taken over the Capitol building. And uh, the uh, the 14-year-old in the house says, what is all this about? And then you have mm-hmm. to try to explain it. And that's not easy. Mm-hmm. And it's got to be tough at every level with many different yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a great example. Great example. And honestly, that's one of the best ways to have these, these difficult conversations or conversations around difficult topics when they come up organically. Right. And so, you know, one of the things that I tell parents to do is be prepared, sort of like be on your, on your feet. You don't have to have, like, it doesn't have to be a major event to talk about some of the stuff. Sometimes it does. Sometimes you need to, you need to have a family meeting or sit down with somebody. Let me take you to, let me take you to coffee. Let's go get an ice cream. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes it's just sort of what comes up organically. So like you said, when you're driving or when you're watching TV, so in a situation like, like that with the, with the, you know, uh, people kind of invading or taking over the Capitol building in the U S it's like, 
yeah, um, what is that about? Let's talk about that. Yeah. And, and being prepared to just have an open, honest conversation about that because, you know, two things happen then. One is you give them information that helps them put whatever they're seeing or they're questioning into perspective, which is very important because, you know, we have more experience than they do. But two, you set yourself up for the future so that they know you're a safe source of good information and guidance, which is very, very important. It's even more important than, than the information to get at that particular incident. It's to, to know that you're a safe and reliable source of information and guidance and support. Because if they need to come and ask you something later in life about what they're seeing or what they're thinking, they're, they're, they feel more comfortable doing it because you've, you've done it well in the first place. So clearly explaining it with as little emotion as possible is huge. Well, so yes and no, okay. I would say on that one. Okay. So right. I, I would say not overreacting is, is important. Okay. okay. So not like a big, big reaction, but I do think that sharing your perspective um, as balanced as possible, but sharing your perspective and, and why you have this perspective, I think is important. Like, so if something like, um, let's say there's a tragedy that happens, like a plane crash or a fire or something like that, it would be reasonable and I think appropriate for you to, sh to share how sad you might feel or how frustrated you f might feel that you can't be there to, you know, volunteer or, do you, you know what I mean? Like, so, the idea is you want to make your response as, as like legitimate, as open and honest and transparent as possible so that they understand that their emotions are also legitimate. If, if mom or dad or uncle or grandparent or whoever can have these emotions, then what I'm feeling as a kid is also okay. Yeah. Right. And, and you can even go a step further and say, how, what do you feel about this? What do, you, what do you know about this? What do you know about people going into the Capitol building? What do you know about this fire that happened over in this other country in the, in the you know, this garment warehouse, right? Yeah. Um, what do you know about it? And how do you feel about it? Because by, by just asking those questions and then having an honest, open back and forth, you're just talking to them like another human. And that, even though there's emotion involved in it because you're bringing your own emotion to it, it brings down the whole overall sense of dread <laughs> around whatever, whatever the question might be or the, you know, the event might be because we're just having a conversation about it. You'll never believe this. We talked about taxation the other day and, and that was a there tough one. That was a tough one to keep my cool on. I struggle. <laughs> I struggled with that one. Hey, and the other, the other thing too, cause kids play sports, although right now things are mm -hmm. challenged with COVID and that kind of thing. But, but Parker was playing on the basketball team. Uh, last year and there are so many life lessons to be learned out of sports but Absolutely. sometimes it's more than just you know hoops and more than just uh, three-point shots and and uh, and fouls and that kind of stuff being together with that team or that unit uh -huh. uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of good questions and some tough questions that can come out of that even that I found was a bit of a struggle, but I found my way through it. But I, I guess you just have to be ready for everything, right? Well, that's it, you know, and, and this, this really shows up when you're dealing with stuff 
around sex and sexuality, I think, for a lot of parents. Yep. This is this is the dreaded conversation, right? Correct. But it really doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. It's like, you know, sex and sexuality are part of life. We're, we're all sexual beings, whether we practice or whether we're sexually active or not. We're sexual beings, right? And so, you know, if when the kid blindsides you with, like, where do babies come from or... You know, what's an orgasm, right? And it's like, okay. So this is, you know, and, and if you can stay calm <laughs> and you can just talk to them about, you know, this is just like another part of your health. This is another part of your body. This is another part of your life. This is another part of your experience. And this is, it's just a normal, regular thing. That, that does it. So it's far less about what you say, although, you know, try to give good, and like up-to-date advice, right, or, or information, but it's far less about what you say, the information you give, as it is about the attitude you have when you're interacting with them and when you're giving it to them. So those tough conversations that may come up when, you know, a kid's on a basketball team or when they come back from a sleep, from a sleep out or, a, you know, sleepover or, or whatever, it's like, yeah, let's talk about it, right? And it's okay, by the way, for us to say, huh, that's a great question. Give me a second. Absolutely. Stall for time. I was just going to say, for time. you know, we can find out answers to questions that even we don't know yes. at our advancing yeah, age, exactly. as I like to say. <laughs> the, the other thing, too, exactly. is, is bringing the embarrassment level down. There doesn't have to be anything embarrassing about it at all. I, my theory Absolutely is I, right. I don't bring it up. You bring it up. And let's talk about mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. I have yeah. no trouble with that at all. Yep. And, and it, it, it is no embarrassment in not knowing either. It's like, you know, like you said, it's like, I, I'm allowed to go look this up. It's like, you know what? That's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Let me think about it. I'd like to talk to you about this because, you know, I want to answer your question, but I, I think I need to do some research right now. Right. Or, or something, but just, just be open to saying like, yeah, this is, oh, wow. I remember when I was, I couldn't ask my dad these questions. So thank you for asking me. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm a little blindsided by this, so I don't know what to say to you right now, but let me get back to you. <laughs> right. Or here's what I think, but I have me, I may have more follow-up comments to come. Right. Um, it's okay. And, and, and this is the thing. I think, I think we put uh, so much, I guess, weight and pressure on ourselves as adults or as parents to be the all knowing guru. Um, when our kids come to us or, or we think we, they need some information. And, you know, the, the biggest thing is that we need to know that we're, we're okay to just do our best and then add information as we go. It's, it's okay. We don't have to have all the answers at the drop of a hat. When we talk about talking tough stuff with kids, mm-hmm. it's best to, uh, this is just my approach is that, the tough stuff, the tough conversations just got to come up and I'm not going to be necessarily the one bringing it up most times. Is mm-hmm. that fair? Mm-hmm. Fair to say that? Yep. 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 Like it's, you, you'll, you'll know. I mean, if uh, honestly, I think the big thing is building that rapport with the kids, right? Building that sense of family and relationship and connection and safety so they feel comfortable asking those questions whenever they do come up. Right. Right, And it might be on the drive back from the sporting event, or it might be while you're watching TV or a movie or, you know, when they do come over, they come back from their friend's place or, or whatever it is. Right. 
and and just them knowing that you are good with the conversation and that you not just are a source of wisdom, but you're also somebody they can just joke around with, somebody they can just hang out with. All those things make makes that conversation a lot better. What I really encourage parents to do is to take their own um you know, well-being and sense of self into uh, into sharp focus, right? Making sure they're doing what they need to do to look after themselves. One of the things that happens with a lot of people when they become parents is they start to give up the things that they used to do or even who they are sometimes. Um, And it happens with both, you know, moms and dads. But that's one of the worst things you can do. Yes, you have to make sacrifices. Yes, your time is not available like it was when you were single or when you, when you didn't have kids. But you still have to do things that are important to you and you still have to look after yourself because the better you do, the better you feel, the more calm you're going to be, the more um, engaging you're going to be, the more inviting you're going to be to your kids to want to hang out with. Um, no one wants to, <laughs> no kid wants to hang out with a grumpy parent or, you know, somebody that's constantly exhausted or pissed off. Yeah. And so, you know, when you, when you take your own well-being into consideration, then you automatically invite the kids to hang out with you more and then ask those questions organically and, and not have to wait till the big discussion or have an event, uh, you know, having the talk with people. Well, it's funny because something happened just this past week at our place. And that is mm-hmm. uh, my better half decided she wanted to go for a dog walk with uh, the 14 year old. Well, I always do that with him. Right. And he says, no, no, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. Cause you know, it'll be dumb. And, and what we ended up finding out by having a further discussion was it's not dumb to go and walk the dog with your mom, but you mm-hmm. know, going with me, Oh, we talk about sports. We talk about all, I started to recognize that there's more to it than just the dog walk. Right. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the camaraderie. It's the trust. It's all that kind of stuff. And, you just never know when that t- next tough question is coming and where. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I was reading something uh, several years ago now, and they were talking about um, this was just uh, probably in the, I guess, probably in the 90s, mid-90s, when smartphones and stuff were just kind of becoming popular. Right. And they were talking about um, parents and spending quality time with their kids. And so what the, the, the whole, the, the, the common knowledge at that point and the common wisdom was that, you know what, yes, you have to work hard, but you know, it's about those quality moments, right. And then spending that time. Yeah. I couldn't make this. I couldn't make that, but you know, we're here now and you have my undivided attention. Yes, that's important. But what we also find is it's not just quality time that, that, that the kids need. They also need quantity time, right. And they need that exactly what you were just describing that just kind of nothing time where you're walking the dog or you're, you know, watching some mindless movie or just kind of driving somewhere and hanging out. They need those, those just low key, low energy times. You're just doing nothing. And then stuff bubbles up. Yeah. Right. And they need to know those times exist. So the stuff can bubble up and they can have those kind of spontaneous conversations with you. I just thought I was going for a walk with him with the dog. And really what it is, is it's just quality time is what it was. Yep, exactly. Right. Exactly. But I had to yeah. convince him to go with mom on the uh, dog walk, which is still not <laughs> a bad idea. The other thing too, do you worry about the conversations and being able to talk tough stuff with kids when they can easily now just pick up their phone 
and maybe get an answer. It, to me, what I try to explain is that I have an opinion more than I'm an information source, but I can be that a little bit as right. well. But I'm I'm just concerned right. that everything is going to be done via the phone. Yeah, I'm going to look it up on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, and and well, it's it's even more it's more urgent. I would say more important for us to be that source of even if it's not education or information, it can at least be context, right? Um, they are going to get a lot of information from the internet. Uh, they can look anything up, but they don't, first of all, it's not always the right information. Secondly, it may not be in any kind of context or if it isn't context, it may not be the right context. Right. And so, you know, um, so yeah, so we don't have to be that source of information out of that authority. I don't think that's even a, a reasonable thing for us once the kids pass probably like 14. But I do think that it is extremely important that they see us as a, as a source of, of mentoring and of context and um, helping them to navigate the information they are getting and limiting the information that may not make sense because yeah, this, the, the issue is not how do I get information now? It's like, what information do I listen to and how do I, how do I stop the information from coming at me is, is a better, uh, is more of a task that we have to do now, especially for kids. And kids, they don't, they, they've not been on the planet long enough, so they don't really know what boxes to put this information in and, and you know, if, one, if, if something is true or accurate or not. Although they probably think they do. Oh, that's even more dangerous. I know. Right? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you've got to get this an awful lot too, because it, we can talk about stress on the kids, stress on the parents mm -hmm. as well, but I, I don't want to go mm -hmm. down the parental route. We can all deal with it, but dealing with kids stress on stuff like this has got to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this, this is it. And what, you know, what I tell people to do and what I do with my own kids too, is I, I let them know, look, this is like legitimately stressful. Like we're, we're dealing right now, we're dealing with COVID, we're dealing with like sort of political unrest and stuff like that. This is tough. It is, it is tough and it's, it can be scary. And let me tell you, right. I've seen this before. I've been around long enough to see this, you know, the ebbs and flows of stuff that comes and we'll get through this too, but yeah, it's going to be crappy for a while and it's okay. How do you feel about it? And remember to ask questions. We don't always, shouldn't always just be giving our opinions or, telling them what, what the information is. How do you feel about it? What's, what's going on with you? How do your friends feel about this? How do you make sense of this? What do you think about it? Yeah. Right. And we don't have to wait for big things to even ask that question. We can say, Hey, listen, I was listening to this thing on the news or remember that day when we were at the basketball game and somebody made this comment, what do you think about that? Right. And just engage them as, you know, other humans and just kind of see where their head's at because that's going to help them to know that you're interested in them. It's, it feels like love to them when you're interested in what they think, but then also sets you up as that person that they can come to when they have the questions or where they do need to kind of put some information into context and understand how some of these things fit together. And that's what we need. That's, that's our job. We're, we're consultants, you know, once the kids pass a certain age, but when they're little, we're, we are the, you know, almost like, um, that source of information, that source of authority. But, you know, uh, a parent's job is to work yourself out of a job. So, <laughs> you know, it's coming. That whole consultant role is coming. And so it's never too early to start setting that up. Toughest question I've had in the last two weeks was, who is mm -hmm. the better player, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? 
Ooh. Well, okay. How do I deal with that one? Because I obviously had seen Jordan play live, and I think he's mm-hmm. the greatest. But Parker just loves LeBron James, so I guess you got to discuss that and break it down and figure out exactly. And he's not wrong in thinking if LeBron's mm-hmm. the guy. But I'm a Michael guy, and to uh-huh. me, I think being able to talk about stuff like that just loosens up yeah. everything for later Absolutely. conversations. So. Absolutely, and and I, I throw another man into the mix, which is like Magic Jordan, right? Or Magic Johnson, I should say. Magic Absolutely, Johnson. yeah. And it, it's funny <laughs> because I had a chance to meet him. Well, this would have been yeah. ni- nineteen ninety at the Forum in oh, Los nice. Angeles, real brief. Mm-hmm. But of course, mm-hmm. Parker thinks that's the greatest thing since sliced bread. When you can <laughs> tell a story like that, so hey, anyway, yeah. if somebody wants to get a hold of you, uh, maybe make an appointment to talk because they're having problems with the kids and that kind of stuff, how can mm-hmm. they reach you? Yeah, the best the best way to do is to the website. That's askdrgans.com. Ask, A-S-K, Dr. D-R-G-A-N-Z or G-A-N-Z.com. Yeah, go check it out. Um, tons of other information on there. If you missed an episode, they'll be on the on the website. Yep. Um, lots of lots of other cool stuff to get on there. So yeah, definitely go check it out. One other thing, I noticed that you did a speaking engagement in the middle of January, if I'm not mistaken. You do this for people, like, and just yes. because we're doing it like this on Zoom, it yeah. doesn't mean that you are not speaking to groups. Well, you know, the nice thing about doing it electronically is you can talk to anybody anywhere in the world now, right? You don't have to travel, and you know, it's it's. It's cheaper for groups, right? It's also less hassle for me to kind of get around, right? So, yeah, absolutely. Talking to groups and doing some education and stuff like that. I love doing this stuff. I love helping people, you know, learn some of these psychological techniques and concepts and how to apply them practically in their lives to make their lives better and reduce their stress. Uh, That's what I'm all about. Thanks for your time today, and we'll talk to you again soon, okay? Thanks for listening, guys. Take it easy. One, two, three. Listen. 